All right, Father, we just thank you for this time. Come speak through me. Let everything be accomplished. You will be done right now in Jesus' name. All right, <clears throat> so this is lesson number six, the birthing of God, the prophetic voice. So the shofar, here's Ecclesiastes 3.11, God has made everything appropriate in its time. He has set eternity in the hearts. Set eternity in their hearts. So God put has put eternity in the hearts of men. Whether they're saved or not, there's something in them that's eternal. You know, whether they're going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. But there's something in, in, in man that eternity set in their hearts. There's a place in them. So... Revelation 1.10 says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. So John was in prayer. He got beyond his flesh, beyond his even his own soul as far as his intellect and emotions. And now he said, I'm in the Spirit on the Lord's day, which was the Sabbath. And I heard a loud voice like the shofar. Okay. So the heart is the deep inner spirit of man. In this area of our being is where true worship, now think about this, from your spirit is where true worship comes from. Tongues flow out of your spirit. Your conscience comes from your spirit. And that's where conviction takes place. Your intuition is in your inner spirit, man. That's where you're led by the spirit of God. What the shofar will do, the shofar will help cut through to the very heart of an individual. Where God has put eternity in somebody's heart, this shofar will help pierce right to the heart. And you guys remember the story I told where there was a man that he he was giving an altar call and he knew there was lost people there and he was really pleading with them to get saved. And he was up there frustrated because nobody was answering his altar call. And God told him, said, blast the ram's horn. So he gets the ram's horn and he just lets out this blast. And you know how the ram's horn sounds like a, like a wailing or something. And he said, this is not an exaggeration, he said there were about 12 people that began to run down to the altar. That's sovereign and supernatural. There's no explanation for that just because of a horn being blown. What happens is, is that which is like the voice of God went and cut right down into that place in those people where God had set eternity in their hearts it touched something in them, and the Spirit of God drew them unto him. So the shofar, there was another man that gave a testimony. He said that he cleaned carpets for a living. And he was in this Jewish community. And he was there, and God spoke to him because he would keep a shofar in his van. He said, I want you to blast the shofar. So he's just obedient, man. He's out on the street. Um, just this rural neighborhood, and he takes the shofar, blasts it out. He said that there were little Jewish kids playing out there, and they all started clapping, and they were just, they love it. You know, they thought it was just the coolest thing. They know all about the shofar, you know. But he said there was this lady, this Jewish lady that was on her porch, that when she heard the sound of the shofar that he blew, she reported that she was caught up in a vision, and she had an open vision of Jesus Christ. This man was really strengthened in his faith and encouraged by that. So he's driving along in a totally different area, totally different day. He's, but he keeps his shofar in his truck. And he said that he was in another area and, the, and God told him, I want you to blast the shofar. So he gets out and he just blasts his shofar. There was a Muslim man that said he was caught up in some vision, had an open vision of Jesus Christ. There's something about 
the shofar when it's led by the Spirit of God that will cut right down into that place in people where God has set eternity in their heart. And see, we want a lot of times formulas. We want A, B, C, and D. We, we want this to lead to this. So many places have four steps and six steps and ten step programs. If you'll do this and this, you'll get this result. But the thing is that we have to be led by the Spirit and there's very seldom that God will ever do two same exact things twice. <laughs> he will lead you in a different way. I asked Steve Hill, I said, tell me about what you learned about the anointing. And the story, the things he told me were so hilarious. He said, I'll tell you what I learned about the anointing. He said, I was at Brownsville one night and he said, I was so exhausted. I had prayed for people for hours. I could barely stand up. And I looked down, and all these people around me still needing prayer. And he said, just out of sheer desperation, he said, all of you join hands. And he grabbed two people's hands, and there was this huge circle. And he shouted out, Jesus, and all of them just fell under the power. And so he said, I went home. And he said, then a few days passed, similar situation. I'm at church again, praying for people. I'm just exhausted. I looked down, there's all these people needing prayer. I said, join hands, and I did it again, and nothing happened. He said, that's what I've learned about the anointing. God doesn't work in formulas. You have to be led by the Spirit. It's just like that man that blew the shofar in those two different areas, and somebody got saved. You can't, that doesn't mean you just randomly, indiscreetly go everywhere and blast a shofar and think that that's always going to happen. You have to be led by the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. How many people know that there's a lot of religious circles that would just think you're stupid for, for following the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I felt led to go in this community and blast this shofar. There's a lot of religious people out there that think you're stupid, wouldn't they? But they don't understand the things of the Spirit. It's being led by the Spirit. And when you're led by the Spirit and you do what the Holy Spirit says. And then in Romans 8, 7, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So there's people that are still carnal. <clears throat> they're still worldly. And they're not spiritual. <clears throat> and so when somebody comes in that, that is being led by the Spirit of God, they think that they're silly, foolish, and weird. But they're not. They're just being led by the Spirit. And the Bible says God opposes the proud but gives His grace to the humble. So He wants us to humble ourselves and just be obedient to Him. So here's the last thing. The shofar, the, some, some people that teach on the shofar have talked about the ram's horn, how it's large in one spot, but it goes down it's smaller in the other. And they've compared that to kind of like a birth canal. But you know, the Apostle Paul said that I'm again in the pains of childbirth. He was talking about intercession until Christ be formed in you. So there is something about in the Bible as we pray and we intercede that there's an intercession that will take the things that are in the spirit realm and birth them into the natural realm. But that comes through prayer and intercession. And so the Bible speaks of the midwives of Egypt. You guys remember the story Pharaoh wanted all the babies all the male children killed, thrown into the Nile, fed to the crocodiles. But the Egyptian midwives feared God. And Jewish history shows that some of these midwives left 
with Israel when they left Egypt. There were two of them, one named Shifra and the other Pua. <coughs> Shifra was a midwife, and her name means the capacity to make something better. And that's what she did in keeping with this characteristic. Contrary to Pharaoh's orders, Shifra ensured that the babies would emerge healthy and viable, and that they would be swaddled and fostered. And she was making the quality of those people's lives better. Pua comes from the Hebrew verb crier groan. And let me tell you, the cries and the groans of the shofar and the intercessors helps to birth the things that are in the spirit realm and get them pierced through and birthed into the natural realm. Where people that God has set eternity in their hearts, it will cut right to the heart. It releases something from the spirit realm into the natural realm and it will shift atmospheres and break through. Many times people have been healed and delivered of things at a shofar blast. So tonight, just think about the voice of God, that which is like the voice of God going out and touching that where God's placed eternity in the hearts of men and helping to, though it seems foolish to the natural man, to carnal people, to worldly people, the things of the Spirit seem stupid to them. They don't understand them. But to those of us who are led by the Spirit of God, we know the Spirit of God. We know the ways of the Spirit of God. And we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And we, we do what He tells us to do. When He tells us to do it, it's awesome, powerful. And things that are in the Spirit realm move into the natural realm and bring radical change when we obey the Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead.